We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is one Tyler Siski here on this Thursday, August the 3rd. The football season officially arrives. She's here, boys. Tonight. Uh, who plays tonight? It's the, uh, the Jets. The J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. The uh, New York Jets, a two-point favorite versus the uh, Cleveland Browns tonight on NBC. It's the uh, Hall of Fame game there in Canton, Ohio. We'll get uh, – Wilson will be the starting quarterback for the – New York Jets. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, we'll talk about it. I'm. Like, I'm actually or getting it out of the way right now. I'm interested in um, watching to see if he's learned anything. I think Aaron Rodgers is really trying to take him under his wing. You know, Hard Knocks is with the Jets this year too, so they uh-huh. they tee that off next week. I think the next Tuesday. I think is premiere of that the eighth. If I'm not mistaken, um, I, it's one of my favorite shows. Love it. Yeah. Um, the one with the Lions last year was fantastic. Yeah, it makes you automatically pull a little bit for those teams, you know, a little bit during the season. But yeah. um, the Jets are two-point favorites against the Browns, and my public service announcement is if you are inclined to wager on a preseason NFL football game, we, we just yeah. call me. You got problems. We'll help you. I'll be glad to get you in the – be glad to get you in the uh, – in the, in the right lane. You got a call right now. Yeah, I got a call right now. <laughs> well, we I'm, need to get him on the show. Yeah. We'll say doing the show. You want to come on? <laughs> He's going to be like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's a guarantee. <laughs> Tell him I said hello, though. Oh, now. Uh, Neil says hello. There you go. All right. So we'll see if President Obama joins the show. Yeah, I'll send him the link. <laughs> He's going to be like, uh, I'm playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Austin Blancett with the Super Chat says, yes or no? Is there a Pac-12 conference in two years? All right. This is kind of a trick question. 
is there technically a conference of 12 teams that calls itself the Pac-12? Sure. Is it going to look anything remotely like it looks like today? Absolutely not. Not a chance. No way. Well, no, we've got two of them leaving next year, right? And then one or three leaving well, next year. And then well, probably four or five after the day. So. I'd guess six to eight of the current pack nine are out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say uh, it is called Pac-12. I do not think it – I think it's going to be a combination of the Pac-12 leftovers, the Mountain West, and something else. So, there you go. That's, I'm not talking about teams. It's against my religion. All right, let's jump into this, Neil. Um, on Monday, we broke down the Eastern divisions of the NFL with the NFC East and the AFC East. Today, let's talk a little bit about – this should be good for our fans because this this is right in our uh, our major listening areas, that NFC South and the AFC South. All right? Okay. So we'll start in the NFC South. We'll start off with everybody's favorite, the New Orleans – this is for vibing the New Orleans Saints. I will tell you before we dive into the Saints and everyone. Let's do that. I forgot to do this at the beginning. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And you know, um, there are some very soft people that listened to our show the other day and did not like my use of the English language. And so right. I decided to double we down. Working, we were working on – you had a streak going of not using I had a streak. Word. I had a streak. Um, but I'm doubling down today, and I'm going oh, with God. a red dragon. Okay. So, Bob, I'm just letting you know the rain rain's coming. Okay. All right. Back to the NFC South. Let's start with the New Orleans Aints. Okay. Uh, for a lot of Saints fans. I know they're on here. <clears throat> Lots of Saints fans. In, in this, this parts of the world. What do you think? What's your thoughts, uh, concerns? Where are you at with the Saints going into the fall? Um, you know, I, I think they improved at quarterback with Derek Carr. Um, I, I, I think they're one of those organizations that the window was open for a long time. They kept it open. It closed on them finally. And um, look, they're pretty good defensively. It's a weak division. Um, I'd probably pick them to win it if I had to pick today. But if you told me that the Panthers won or the Bucks won, I mean, I'd get it. It's fine. It's it's not a it's not a particularly good division. Um, I, I'd, but I, I like generally where the Saints are in it. Yeah, I'm going. Um, you know, obviously with the addition of Derek Carr, I think they're going they're going to feel this. You know, Alvin Kamara's got a suspension coming. It's just a matter of how long. Yeah. You know, there's – it's coming. He met – I think met with Roger Goodell. Was it yesterday he met with Goodell? I'm not sure. Uh, he's – I know he's meeting or has met with Goodell either yesterday or today or sometime, but that's going – that's they're going to feel that. You know, I think, you know, my whole thing, Michael Thomas, one of the best talented receivers in the league, he just doesn't play. He always has soft tissue injuries. Um, he really hasn't – I mean, when was the last time the guy was an effective wide receiver in the NFL? He's talented, but now you got Chris Olave as a dude. Good player. Um, yep. You know, they got some pieces. Uh, 
defensively, I think they're really good. One of my all-time favorite people, Demario Davis, is back at linebacker. I, I think they they got Brian Barisi in the draft. I, I think they got some things, but they're aging on defense. You know what I mean? Like, and I love Demario, but Demario's been playing for a minute. You know, he's from Brandon, Mississippi, uh, Arkansas State Red Wolf. Um, but I got them finishing second. Okay, we'll go over who I think. Okay, who's first a minute? But I, I think they'll finish second uh, in a, in the division. All right, let's go with uh, the Carolina Panthers. Where are you at on Carolina? Well, you know this. I'm a really big Bryce Young fan. I think Bryce Young's going to be a special quarterback. And if you told me that he gets through the rookie stuff quickly, I'd buy it. He'll have some rookie struggles. They all do. If you told me he doesn't have many, I'd believe you. Um I don't know enough about them to dive deep into it. This is this is not where I've been spending my focus here lately. I've obviously been turning attention to Ole Miss and getting ready for SEC, and I've been more obsessed with conference realignment than I should be, and that kind of thing. But look, I like uh, I, 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 I like I told you a minute ago. If you told me the Panthers won, I'm not I'm not stunned. Not who I'd pick, but I, I wouldn't be stunned. Um, is that your friend? Yeah, he said. He said, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be funny. I'm just in the car rider line. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Carolina Panthers. I am picking the Carolina Panthers to win okay. the NFC South. Um, Based on their defense? Defense is really good. Yep. It's back. That's obviously a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But the pieces that they have, they've added, Miles Sanders is now the running back over from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen is now a wide receiver in from, Carolina. From, from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh and you got D uh you got some guys. You got DJ there. I mean they, they got some they got some guys. He's got weapons around him with a good defense. This is a atrocious division in my opinion. Yeah. Um but I, I think they win it. Um I got them over over New Orleans. I think the only hesitancy with me would be with Bryce Young being a rookie and they all seem to find those struggles no matter how good they are. If he, as long as he doesn't, if he has a normal year, he doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the league. Just be a top twenty quarterback in the league, and I think they win the division. Oh, I think he'll be that. If he's a top twenty quarterback in the league, they, the Carolina Panthers, will win the division. Am I crazy to, am I crazy to think that Bryce Young's got a chance to be a special quarterback? I know, no, I know, no. I know there are some limitations with his phys- physical size and stuff, but. He's, he's, just, he's different, dude. He's different in, in between the ears. I do not think you're crazy. The only thing that – That guy just won games. Like, the last couple of years – it's not to get back on the Alabama thing for a minute. It's the part of the Alabama thing that I am most interested in, though, is the last couple of years, they, they won, and they win, and they always win. But they looked a little more mortal, and there were some times that it was Bryce Young that was the difference. Well, he won them several games. Texas game, and he – several games that I can remember, like, if they didn't have him – they wouldn't have won. If the they game. just had a good quarterback, right. they wouldn't have won. Um, but no matter how good you are in college, the NFL is a different beast. Now, Peyton Manning struggled. You know what I mean? Like the greatest of all time struggle in the NFL. The only one that had a, what you'd say, oh, had a great rookie year would be Tom Brady, and he didn't even start the season. He came in as a backup, right? So yeah. they all struggle. Um, anyway, um, Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just don't know anything about them, to be honest with you. I mean, I, they're that team that 
they went for it, paid a lot of money for Tom Brady and all those guys, and they got a title out of it. It worked, but it kind of feels like the bill's coming in. I like uh, – I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Quarterback, they don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Oh, they, in the NFL, that's bad. That's bad. They have a quarterback battle between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. That's their options. Okay. You sort um, of know what Baker is at this point. They got. I mean, I mean you know what I mean? He's done it for a, a minute. You sort of know what he is. You're going to laugh at me when I tell you this. I like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, I get teased about it all the time. But, I like Baker Mayfield. It's just me personally. I'm sorry. And I get it, but he, he's got this body of work that's just kind of <laughs> blah. Okay, I have no argument against you on the Baker Mayfield. I just like him. Okay. I got my eyes drilled out in the office this morning when we were talking about NFL quarterbacks because I like Baker Mayfield. Uh, but they got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin. They got some guys, right? I mean, they got pieces, but they're aging pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mike Evans has been in the league a decade. He's a dude, though. Oh, he's a stud. He's a dude. Uh, but, look, I, I'm just – I'm with it. I, th- I think they're. I think they finished third in the division. So, I got Carolina winning it. I have the Saints finished second. I have the Bucks third, and at DFL in the division, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I, I would go Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Falcons. So we're close. We're we're literally just swiping, swatching, uh, swapping one and two. Yeah, and I'm just kind of going Saints instead of Panthers because I expect Bryce to struggle enough of the season that they get in too big of a hole to to win. All right. I think the Falcons have a chance, and this is sad for me to say because I grew up a Falcons fan, hour from the house. That's what I, all I got on TV growing up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they used to shove, the old TV deal used to shove the local team down your throat. Shove it. I, mean, I, it the, I remember living in Alabama. You got the Falcons shoved down your throat every week. And they were, back then, they were in the Western Division, right? And so you had the 49ers. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Even though they were the Falcons, they were in the West. And so they were in a division with the 49ers. Well, the national game of the, of the week would be on that afternoon window. But if, by gosh, if the freaking... The Falcons were on the left coast playing San Francisco. You you were getting the Falcons in San Francisco like you're going to watch a forty eight to nothing drubbing. They were terrible. Uh, so this is this is pains me to say. I think Arthur Blank. Like I, I I thought about this last night. I went home last night. Nothing on TV. I turned it on Prime Video, and you know one of the first movies suggested to me was I haven't watched in a long time, I don't but know. it's one of my favorites. Major League. Okay. I think Arthur Blank is playing Major League. I think they're tanking. They have the worst roster I have ever seen. Are they tanking for Caleb Williams? They are tanking for Caleb Williams. Well, I mean. They may get there. There's worse strategies. It's between them and one other team. Between them and the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's the only two teams that have the capability of not winning a football game this year. You got got, uh, Ritter's your quarterback. That's your starting quarterback. You got Kyle Pitts. Phenomenal talent. Just don't know if he's going to show up to play. You, You don't know what you're getting. Okay. Drake London, they keep trying to shove Drake London down my face like he like like he's Randy Moss. I don't get that. Can't you can't you can't name one other player on their team. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson is going to be the starting tor- quarterback uh, running back, but that's it. You can't name another player on their team. They are major league. They're trying to <laughs> they are tanking. They are putting together a terrible roster to go out and see if they can win games. They may not win a game, and it's sad. What round did they take Ritter in? Uh, third or fourth? Yeah. Okay. I mean, nothing against him. He's just not going to lead a, a crappy roster to the freaking promised land. Is the as 
C.C. Simon says here, is the division too blah and mediocre for them to tank? No. To tank effectively? No. I don't like. I'm, I'm going to do this. All right. Falcons. I'm going to Google this. Marcus Mariota, by the way, is in uh, Philadelphia now as the yes, backup to Jalen Hurts. All right. Here's the Atlanta Falcons depth chart. You ready for this? Wide receiver one, Drake London, who we just talked about. They got Kaderil Hodge, Frank Darby. Um, their tight end is Parker Hess. Uh, Miko Pruitt is their backup tight end. They have Jake Matthews, which is good. They do have a good offense line. Uh, centers, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, right guard. Uh, Caleb, uh, Caleb uh, McGarry is the right tackle. Uh, their running backs are going to be Cordero Patterson and Bijan Robinson. Okay. Desmond Ritter, Logan Woodside. Oh, how about this? They got Felipe Franks playing tight end. Straight off their website. Oh, the former quarterback? Yeah, that was their like backup last year. Oh. And I love me some Felipe Franks. He's a great kid uh, during recruiting and all that stuff. But, dude, what are we doing? I mean, does that sound like a, a team that's going to win any games in the NFL? They major leagued us. All right, so we're thinking we're pretty good there. Let's go AFC South. All right. AFC South. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we can just all go in agreement that they're going to win the division. For sure. Um, and I this think- division, this division's weak enough with Houston, with Indianapolis that, I mean, you, they could go 5-1 and one in the division. Maybe undefeated. Tennessee's the only one they somehow seem to split with. No, or, or is it uh, Indianapolis that they split with every year for some reason? Well, they've messed it up with Indianapolis a good bit, but. The Colts have some issues right now, to say the least. All right. Um, all right. So let's take Jacksonville out. We know they're going I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna make a run at putting together, like you're talking about, because a weak division, putting together probably a better record than they actually are. Yeah. Um, for the playoff seating and all that stuff. Let's talk about the rest of the division. Between Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis, who do you have finishing second? Uh Tennessee. Because of the veteran quarterback? Yeah, just veteran quarterback. Vrabel's been there a long time. They're never awful. Uh, they're, 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 they're at least average in most spots. Look, I think Houston's going to be much improved. I'm, I'm, I think D'Amico Ryans is going to do a great job. But they were horrible last year. It, 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 is, it is rare. <laughs> had number two pick. <laughs> it's rare for a team to go from horrible to second place. I mean, it, it can happen. They weren't just a bad team. They weren't just a cellar dweller. They, they, were, they, were, they were really, really bad. I mean, Lovey Smith... Lovey Smith screwed them at the end by winning a game. I mean, they were that bad. Well, he's getting fired. So it's hard. For, it's he, hard for me to pick them ahead of the Tennessee Titans. Flipped them the bird on the way out the door. I mean, if you told me that they ended up ahead of the Colts because the Colts completely implode, I buy it. But I'm I'm going I'm going Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston. All right. My rest of y'all's. I'm taking the Houston Texans to finish second. After you just went on. <laughs> On that rant, I think they're really good up front, offensive line wise. Okay, both tackles are shored up. Um, I think they're doing better on defense. I think I like. I want to see Will Anderson cut loose in the NFL. I think he's going to make an immediate impact, kind of the Micah Parsons impact with Dallas. I think he's going to make that kind of impact on on Houston's defense. I could see that. I was talking to um, both uh, both of Ole Miss's now sophomore tackles yesterday, mm-hmm. Pettis and Williams, and I was asking them about guys that they faced last season who kind of forced them to 
you know, look at the film and go, okay, here's what I have to improve. Here's what, and, and they both immediately said, well, they said two guys, both of them independently. I wasn't talking to them at the same time. They both said Will Anderson and BJ Olajari. Yeah. Were the two guys that were eye openers. They are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, um, I think it was Williams. It might have been Micah Pettis was talking about how it was obvious when you went up against Will Anderson that it was obvious what a smart player he was. Beyond just his physical skills and his quickness, he, he really anticipated what was coming next. He was a, a very bright player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, CeCe Simon says, Texans second. Is this a troll day? No, I'm being, I mean, that's how I feel. I, I think uh, – because here's the thing, I got Tennessee finishing third, and here's why. We were we had this discussion today. I'd be curious to get your thoughts. If you were starting an NFL franchise today and you had to pick, you got to pick any quarterback that you, if that you wanted, Ryan Tannehill, we could only come up with one quarterback that we would take uh behind Tannehill. Baker Mayfield. Well, he was a split. He got split. <laughs> he was 30. Tannehill Clay picked uh, Tannehill, but Baker Mayfield was, was definitely in the discussion. He was 30th. But it was Desmond Ritter. Okay. But every we literally went through the whole league. Every starting quarterback, that's who you're going to I mean. So, look, he's good at what he does and all that stuff. And it, But I don't know, man. I just – I don't see them – Austin with the super title on these lines. Yeah, that's says, why – Books will be written in the future regarding how badly Tennessee sold their opportunity to win the title. They backed the wrong horse in Tannehill. I don't know if they backed the wrong horse. I don't know if they brought ever brought the right horse in. And which here's what blows my mind a little bit about Tennessee is free agent wise, and maybe it's the owner just don't want to spend money or whatever it is. They don't have state taxes. All right, I want you to think about this between Houston, between Houston and Tennessee, mm-hmm. both of those states do not have state taxes. Yep. All right, that's a lot of extra coin on the old contract. Sure. Because you get, and if you're playing in that division. All right, you get taxed on where you play the game. All right, so you can play half your games. You can play half your games at home, which is no state tax, which is a lot of money when you're making a significant amount of money. You can right? play one in Texas. You can play one in Texas or one in Tennessee. So between those two teams, I don't understand what, how that's how they've never really just hammered the free agency market, hammered it. Like you look at somebody, and you would think that Nashville would be an, an attractive place yeah, for a NFL. I, I just don't player. know. Why they can't win that when it comes to contracts, but it is what it is. But I just I think the the Titans are if they can run the ball and Derek's rolling, they're a whole new team because um, they're solid on defense. They do what they do. I just don't. I th- I like Houston, man. I like I like D'Amico Ryan's. Okay. All right. Last last team in this division. The last one we're talking about is the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're in dire straits, brother. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they're in dire straits. I really like. The, like the, we talked about the other day. The I, Taylor thing that's going on is just sort of the, the 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 surface level stuff. But whenever stuff like that happens, you can almost bank that the rest of the building has drama. Yeah. If I was if I knew Jonathan Taylor, I would say, look, he just hired a new agent in March or whenever it was. He needs to go fire the agent that's screwing this up and go and just beg to Mr. Ursay, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'll straighten up, whatever. Think about this. Jim Ursay, he's a different dude now. Yes. Do you know he is paying right now $20 million to relocate a whale from Miami to Seattle? Did you know that? I did not. He's paying $20 million. A whale, like a the, uh, the, the, a killer the whale. mammal. 
an orca. Gotcha. He is Shamu. Re- Shamu. He is relocating it from Miami to Seattle. Not only that, is he's he's leasing uh water, like land in the water, and putting a giant net up with two dolphins so it can be acclimated to the climate uh climate before they release him for a year. How are they how are they doing it? They're flying him in the plane. Oh wow. That's a big plane. That's a big plane. Twenty million dollars. However, you're starting running back, you're not gonna give ten to. That tells me something. All right, this guy gave Andrew Luck. He's one of the most generous people. So wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't hear about that? No. So how do they get I don't know. You, fl- you sit you're gonna send me down a a, a, a whale <laughs> hole. How do they get the water into the plane? And then how do you get the how, how do you like what how do you get the whale into the plane? Well, first of all, whales are mammals, so they don't they they just need to be like wet. You don't have to have them in water. They they breathe oxygen. I, I get that, but like like you don't have to. They, there aren't a lot of entrances to the plane that are big enough to put figure something out, a whale into it. It cost him twenty million bucks, so I'm sure it's not cheap. But but here's the point. He's paying twenty million dollars for that. This dude gave Andrew Luck twenty six million dollars after he quit playing. Yeah. He's a generous human being. But now he's flipping the bird he uh to Jonathan Taylor. He's saying, Freak you, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Fru-fru you, Jonathan Taylor. Is Jonathan Taylor. You're a turd. You're a butthole. That's does, what he's saying. Does Jonathan Taylor dislike whales, maybe? I don't I, know. I mean, is Jonathan Taylor... It's a, just wild to me, man. Was Jonathan Taylor like an investor in SeaWorld? Is that where this goes? I, mean, I, mean, I have no idea. There's a conflict here. Maybe maybe he maybe he ate the wrong thing. Maybe he ate whale in Japan or something. I don't know. But it's yeah. just wild to me that, that, that that's occurring. But I've never it, even heard of anybody eating whale. I'm sure that they do. Make lamps out of them, right? Lamp oil. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Can you eat whale? What's whale meat like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't like fish. I'm not, I will eat it. When you lived in Mobile, you weren't into fish? I, fresh fish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. But I didn't like, uh, you know what was awesome was we had, because you get it f- super fresh fish. Tuna. So uh, Brett Rutledge was a guy I worked with. His dad was the headmaster at St. Paul's. Big fisherman. And dude, he'd go fishing all night and he like, worked you know that was an extra job for him he would yeah. sell it but he would bring back cobia snapper whatever he caught yeah and he would bring it and, and uh he was cleaning his fish in the morning he'd go work all day i mean he'd stay up for three days in a row sometimes but he would give us you know fresh fish that he caught and we had on the grill had one of those uh it was like a press that you put it in between and you could flip it back and forth mm-hmm. with fish so it wouldn't fall apart it was awesome put it on the grill lemon pepper good stuff yeah i used to just like um <clears throat> we'd get that there was a, a market in uh, Spanish Fort. I guess yep. it's technically in Daphne, but it was right across from Spanish Fort. You could go over there on a Saturday morning and get the tuna that had just been caught. Yeah. That morning. Some point, man. And oh my gosh. All right. I mean you didn't put anything on it. Just a little little uh, little olive oil, some salt, some peppers. Yeah, you squeeze a lemon, thirty less, seconds each side, take it off. Less is more. Fantastic. It's it was amazing. Stuff. And then you come that's the one it's the one thing, honestly. The one thing about mobile that i miss and i loved mobile we had, we made we made more friends in a short period of time in mobile um but i, I never missed the weather it was always hot always humid I got, I got exhausted from it and all the rain and the rain the floods and all yeah that got old the rain the rain yeah but man i do miss that i missed the fresh fish my man brett rutledge was yeah, mar- market by the bay market by the bay yep 
Big Fisherman, I was laughing. I was scrolling through TikTok. I meant to call him and tell him this. I was scrolling through. It was late one night. That's why I didn't call him. I was scrolling through TikTok, and it was some, like, uh, PETA kind of person that was bad about shark, people catching sharks, and they were talking trash about that uh, deep-sea fishing rodeo down there, and they start bringing up pictures. And Brett's in every picture <laughs> of the shark. He caught hey, – at one time, he had the world record for a bull shark. I don't know if it still exists. I know when I was in Mo coaching at St. Paul's, he had the world record for bull shark. He caught like some 550-pound bull shark, like 200 feet off the beach. And right in front of where Kiva Dunes is, where it used to be Gulf Shores Plantation. I mean, he's a big, he's a big shark guy. He catches. But you go out there with him, man, it's a, it's a different life. I'll, I would, I'll tell you off the air because I don't want to get him in trouble, but it's a different life out there on oh, the water now. There's... He is no joke on the water. And he knows where he knows where every single – spot is in the gulf i mean he is fisher extraordinaire all right let's talk about this this is my man bob bob segment okay all right um this will be relatively quick here before we get to college bob i was talking to bob on the phone yesterday and he had a great fact i guess he saw somewhere and i thought it would be interesting to talk about for 20 straight years in the nfl for 20 straight years there has been a team that finished dead last in a division the year before that's now – that won the division the next year. Okay. So last year was the Jaguars. Okay? Okay. So I wrote down here so you can see it. These are the teams that finished DFL in their division. Okay. okay? Which one of these teams or multiple teams do you think can win it? The Browns and the mm, AFC North? No. Okay, I would tend to agree with you on that. The Texans? No. The Broncos? God, no. Yeah, that's crazy. The Jets. Absolutely a candidate. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm with you on that. They are a candidate. De- definitely a candidate. The Washington Commanders football team, Redskins, or whatever the fuck they're uh, going to call them now. Probably not, but they're not. I mean, I, I'm not just going screaming no, because that, that <laughs> they have some, but, but probably not, no. The Arizona Cardinals. No. All right. No. Real brief news and noteworthy, something to keep an eye on. Uh, first of all, I think they're going to compete, be competing for DFL in the National Football League for pick number one. Yeah. Kyler Murray may not be back to like week five, six, something like that. Yeah. He tore his ACL in December. I know. Well, when did this become a 12-month-long process? Because you know he had a great surgeon. You know he should have been getting with the right rehab. I, that's a long time for ACL these days. Long time. I mean. I've personally seen Eddie Jackson tell his, tear his ACL in April and be ready to play by August. I just got through watching Deshaun Ruffin, who tore his in late January of a year, basically just not get back. I don't understand it, man. That's weird for me. I don't know. All right. The your Chicago Bears. Uh, I mean, maybe because that division is so wide open. I mean, Minnesota is going to be good, but they're not unbeatable. I think people look at Detroit and think this is their year. Green Bay doesn't have Rodgers anymore. They're probably taking a step back. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that Justin Fields is a is a division champion quarterback. I hope he is. He seems like a really nice guy. I'm just he's 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 awfully erratic. Uh, our friend Daniel Cotto said, what's DFL? Do you want to tell him what DFL means, Neil? Uh, doggone freaking last. 
It means dead. Don't 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 dead don't. frick frocking frou frou last. There you go. That's what it means. <laughs> Freaking soft ass people. All right. <clears throat> and then this is. I think this is like the. I think this is a cheat sheet. Because the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all tied for DFL last year. So one <laughs> long as long as one of them win it, I think the trend continues technically, right? Yeah, and, and one of them will win it. Yeah, um, I don't think the Bucks are winning it again. My so my my bet here would be Saints or Jets. Yeah. I would say Jets, if you made me bet. I don't I'm not hating on the Bears thing. I said that this morning and got made fun of. Um on that. And speaking of the Jets, you had a Jets fan today that made me laugh real hard. I saw this. Me, that, me yeah, I it. sent it to you. So, so who tell her who it is? He was on on TikTok. He sent you a nice little had me uh, crying out loud today. I don't spend any time on TikTok, so I, I missed this. This is uh, our good friend Dutch NYC one. Welcome, Dutch. So on TikTok, he comments. I guess that's how it works. Yes. What's up with that guy's head on the left? <laughs> <laughs> Then he says later, it's like those alien skulls you see. Weird, LOL. <laughs> Thanks, Dutch. <laughs> Thank you, Dutch. Hey, it was a pic. The video was you were sitting to the side, and I think Cole did you dirty because I think he had to format the video, you know, to fit or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And it did low key stretch the back of your skull. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cole did you dirty. Yeah, I mean, you look very elongated on the back. <laughs> Thanks, Cole. <laughs> all Thanks, right. Dutch. I won't. I won't get a complex about this at all, buddy. There's no chance. There's no chance that I'll now stare in the mirror at my bald head and go, "What's wrong with me?" There's no chance at all. No, you're good. It's a good time to call BetterHelp. <laughs> you, you didn't do any damage to my psyche. Hey, uh, you got any bills to pay? Well, I mean, we don't, but I'm gonna give them a freebie. Give here. a freebie. Um, Betterhelp.com/slash/mpw. When uh, when you need to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode or recover from a an insult about your physical appearance, get in touch with our friends at BetterHelp. Uh, therapy's been a lifesaver for me before. It's maybe gonna help again. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp's a great option. It's convenient, accessible, it's affordable, it's entirely online, and they will not shame you on the shape of your head. Nope. You'll get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapist anytime if one of them happens to make fun of your head. When you want to be a better problem solver or feel better about the way that your bald head looks in the mirror, therapy can get you there. BetterHelp.com slash MPW today. You get 10% off your first month. That's better h e l p dot com slash mpw. All right, that was great. Woo! All right, let's shift into some college. All right, have you done a Big Ten preview with any of your other compadres yet? I did. Did one with uh, Matthew Stevens covers Illinois. Okay, we talked about uh, we talked about the Big Ten a good bit. A lot of interesting storylines in the Big Ten. A lot of interesting storylines. All right, let's crank it up. Um, I think got so you, I got them split over there in the divisions in case you need them. But let's talk about the Big Ten East. And for those who are unaware that are listening in their in their car or wherever you may be, the Big Ten East, which is a mother, it's it's a it's a very difficult division, consists of Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Maryland, Penn State, and Indiana. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the Big Ten East. 
where you at, who you like, who you don't like. I think this very clearly comes down to the Rutgers Indiana game. It's really where that game is this year. Is who I like. Uh, no, I mean, I, look, it's it's Ohio State. It's it's Michigan. It's Penn State's lurking there. I think Maryland's going to be a better team. Um, I don't like where Michigan State's headed. Um, I, I think Indiana. You and I both have friends on that staff. But, yep, but I don't like I don't like their situation. Just a tough schedule, dude. It's tough. It's a tough place. Uh, and, and then Rutgers is Rutgers. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm in the group that thinks Michigan's perhaps a shade overrated this year. Okay. Um, just a little. And I, I kind of think Ohio State takes it back this time. I am going to – I think there are tears to this thing. Um, if you made me pick a winner today, I'm picking Michigan. Okay. Um, I think they have the more established quarterback, more established running back. Yes, they Ohio State has athletically and all that stuff. They they have like Marvin Harrison Jr. Just absolutely. Oh, he's, he's a he's a beast. Freakazoid. And I, the, the the question for Ohio State is very simple. Are they willing to do what Michigan's kind of done? What Michigan has done is built so much of their program around that game. They're they're, they're going to bully Ohio State. They're going to be big, strong, all that stuff. They're going to bully Ohio State, maybe make it where it's harder to beat some other teams. But they're going to go after them. Ohio State has kind of built an SEC program up north. Yeah, and it started when Urban Meyer got there. And so sometimes that makes them, at least last year, susceptible a little bit to what Michigan did, and it worked. I'm curious to see if Ohio State has adjusted to that. You know, they, it's just quarterback, right? I mean, I'm sure they're they're going to have 45 quarterbacks that are really good. They've never not had a good quarterback, so that's not it. It's just the getting out of the gate. They got to play Notre Dame early. They actually opened their first game as a conference game against uh, against Indiana. They have to go to Michigan this year. You know, Michigan has their quarterback back, their running back back. They got a ton of receivers. They're big, they're physical, the whole deal. They've been recruiting well, and you know. The only thing I can be honest with you, the only thing I think slips Michigan up is Michigan. You know, I think they they can roll through that through that league. Can um, they win the national title? That's a whole different story. Depends on who you get matched up with and all that stuff. And can they yada, beat, yada, yada, can they yada. beat Georgia, Alabama, LSU? I think they're closer this year than they've been. Like I, I think they're. I think they're. A, how about this? I think they are a better team today than they were when they played in the college football playoff uh, two years ago. Okay. Um. I do. I like them, and I think they're going to be really good. So, in that same tier, obviously, is Ohio State. It's almost like you can flip the coin. The only reason I went with Michigan over Ohio State is now that, that game this year is at Michigan. You um, ever been to that game? No. Mm-mm. I'd love to go to that game. Never been. I've never. I've never played or coached in either one of those places. So I've never been at all. I always get that question, like, what, what games are on your bucket list? And I always have a hard time thinking of many, but that's one. Yeah, I'd love. To, I, don't, I don't really care where Ohio State or, or mm-hmm. Michigan. I'd love to go to that game and just experience it. Uh, that Army Navy is on mine. That's that's number one on mine. Yeah, that. so I got some games like that. I would like to go to a game at Notre Dame. I've never never had a chance to do that, coaching or playing or anything. So I've always wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah, I've never been to that campus. I want to do that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Also in that tier, though, I mean, right below it, knocking on the door is Penn State. Dude, James Franklin is a freaking football coach. They're good recruiters. Uh, they build it their way. Um, they continue to produce talent year in, year out. 
one of these years, and if it's not this, it may be this year. One of the, he's going to he's going to break through. Now the problem has been he's been up against uh, Ohio State, and then since he's been there, Michigan has been good. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it's a tough division. It's kind of like the same. It's the same problem that teams in the SEC West faced, not named Alabama and LSU. You just got to go through a lot of stuff to win the top of your division. To be first in a division that has the top two heavy is very difficult. But I think they're there. I'm with you with Maryland. Um, I like what they're doing. Quick, you client. Um, I, I think they're going to be uh, better. They got quarterback back. Loxley's a stud. Um, they're going to make some noise. Uh, Michigan State, I mean, they just got to replace a lot. But they've been recruiting well. Um, let's. I want to see what happens on the field. You know, they, it's just like they, two years ago, they came out of nowhere, right? So that's there. And then our good friends in Indiana, Tom always has them playing hard, has them ready to play. They they need a big year up there. They need to they need a good year. Um, they lost too many close games last year. Had too many injuries. Mm-hmm. It's a big year for those guys, and and obviously wishing nothing but best. And then Rutgers. I mean, we you know you fall asleep on Rutgers, but Seattle has some guys playing hard. Man, they're competitive every single. They are. Week. They're just in such a bad division. It's, it's such a, bad, a good division. It's, it's just I a mean nightmare of a division. Yeah. All right, the West. Your favorite division in the Big Ten? Absolutely. Do I even need to ask you who I think is going to be who you think is going to be number one? Uh, you want me to play the role or be serious? Go ahead, do what you do. Um, I mean, I in all seriousness, I think uh, I think it's a three team race at the top. Okay, who maybe, are who maybe, are those three teams? Maybe four. Tell me your top tier. Who you think's at the top? Uh, in no order here: mm-hmm. Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Okay. Um, after that. The team that I think has a chance to surprise people and be significantly better than anyone thinks is Nebraska. I was just about to say that. Uh, I, if you told me Nebraska did did some things, I'd buy it completely. And then Northwestern's a disaster, a total disaster. Uh, Purdue will be better, but there's 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 rebuilding to be done there. Um, so it's going to take them a minute. But then after that, I mean, Nebraska's going to be better. Look, Iowa, all the jokes about their offense are legit because their offense was it was abysmal last year. I mean, I watched 10 of their games, and, and it was brutal to watch offensively. They'll be better offensively this time around. I don't know that they'll be any more creative. They're going to be better at the quarterback position and better at some spots. Uh, Minnesota's got all the stuff going on. Fleck, whether it's fair or not, I don't think it is, but it's going on. Um, they've been a real solid team, but but they're not they're not elite. The interesting two teams are Illinois. Bielema has sort of established his identity there. They were pretty good on defense a year ago. They lost a lot, though. They, they did. They lost a lot. Um, and and they're going with our uh, our friend Luke Altmaier at, at quarterback. Taking with the starter? It's what, it's what uh, Matthew said. So I'll take his word for it since he's at practice and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Wisconsin wins the league. My guys at Wisconsin, quick, the, you, quick you clients. The division. The division. I, I tend to agree. Um, I think I'm Wisconsin s- Wisconsin is one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And then I think it's Iowa, maybe Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois, it's all in a jumble. Dude, the Wisconsin fans are going to lose their mind when on the first drive of the season on offense they get a first down by using the forward pass. It's going to blow their mind. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, gosh. Well, Phil Longo's going to throw gonna it. He's going to throw it. Yeah, they're going to throw lot. the ball, yeah. Um, that's the thing. I'm actually all kidding aside. I'm I'm curious. I, I mean, when was the last time you ever thought you'd see Wisconsin pushing the ball downfield? Never. It's not what they do. I mean, you could have gave me a list of Phil Longo destinations a mile long, and I would not have Wisconsin on there. It's go. It's a total shift from what they've done. Um, but they got the guys in there. I'm a huge Luke Fickle fan. I think he's great. I love the whole staff. I got close friends on the staff. Many our good friend Jack McNeil's the offensive line coach. Um, obviously Luke Fickle, Max is the runs recruiting is a stud, one of the best I think in the country. Um, and then, um, you know, Colin Hitchler, who I work with at South Alabama as a co-defense coordinator. So got a bunch of friends up there. I think they're going to do great. I'm excited to see what they Why do. Why is there no Wisconsin helmet in this? I know, right? I need to, I, cause I haven't asked. Uh, I'm bad at that. You got to remind me of that kind of stuff. Uh, Iowa, I'm right there with you though. I think I was close. Um, I think they're going to be good on defense again. Shocker. Um, but it's just offensively, man. Can they put it together? And they do play complementary to each other, but they got to figure out because if they play Wisconsin and they get into a a scoring contest, they're not going to win. That's the that's why I have them going second. You know, if you were last year, if you got Wisconsin and they're y'all going to butt heads against each other all day, okay, that's one thing. But now you got for the you know you got a team that can actually push the ball downfield, so that's going to give them problems. But I'm with you, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Jeff Sims. Transfer, I like Jeff. I think he's a talented kid. Yeah. They got him at quarterback. Eric Gilbert, blast from the past at his, I know his third different institution, started at LSU, went to Georgia, mm-hmm. is now at Nebraska. He's pending a waiver. 
Okay. His, good, luck. good luck. But his may have legit stuff with the documentation and okay. things like that. The he mental, may actually, mental health? Yes. Okay. He may, he may fit it. That dude, I mean, he was a man. I mean, he can play. If they got the right – and the Matt Rule, big believer in Matt Rule, I think he's a Me great too. coach. Me too. I think Matt Rule's proven to be a, a very excellent college coach. It didn't work out in Carolina. That's not necessarily a sign that you can't coach at the college level. Just sometimes the pro thing is quarterback-related. I think Minnesota's going to be solid. Um, Illinois in that same class, they just lost so much. I like I like everything they do, but they lost a ton. See how they respond. And I'm with you, Northwestern's D- DFL. I don't think they have a chance. <laughs> Uh, we've been, uh, we're brought to you by, we're still going, brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, people, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. All right. As you know, I think I'm, I'm, I want to make a public stance on this deal. I'm so tired of talking about college, uh, conference realignment. I understand it's it's taking over everything. I can't wait for August the 15th to get here because I'm just tired of talking about it. I don't like talking about it. Even people ask me outside of the of podcast. It drives me nuts. But with that, I'm not going to talk about teams because it's, it's not that the conference realignment bothers me and the talk and the, the topics. I feel like we've talked about every single team in America and what league they're going to go to. So whenever they – they they accept the invitation, then we'll say, hey, guess what? Guess who's in the Big Twelve this this time? But I wanted to ask you this. This is my problem with it. We're not talking about teams. I want to ask them different talks about it because nobody seems to be talking about this. I think you're an opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong. That we're we're heading to a a three league, twenty team, you know, super conference kind of deal where you got you know all these leagues. The SEC goes to twenty. The Big Ten goes to twenty. The Big Twelve, I guess, or whoever's going to go to twenty. I think the SEC and the Big Ten at some point are both going to be twenty team super leagues that are essentially going to operate AFC NFC style. Okay, so that's my point. Is what's the point of a conference? Well, how many is too many? I mean, if you get to a point in a conference, to me, this is where I don't like it. If you get to a point in a conference where you got twenty teams in it. What fun is it if you may go an entire athletic season and not even – I mean, it's like playing an out-of-conference game. You're not even going to have any kind of, oh, they're in the SEC, but we haven't played them in seven years, but they're in the SEC. I mean, there comes a point where too much is too much. Does that make sense? I mean, you're, you're over here in the, a 14-team league and you can't play everybody but like once every blue moon. I just don't understand. I mean, what are they going to do in basketball, make you play every team, every team one time? Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I hadn't thought about that. I guess they could. But what's the point of a conference if you're putting two conferences into one? They're going to run independently anyway. And we say, okay, it's the TV money, right, which is all comes down to money anyway. But is it even the SEC if you got 10 teams that you don't even play against? You're, you're operating independently. I, I just think it's ridiculous when you're getting that many teams. I think 16's a ton. Like 16's too many for me. Not sure what to tell you, sir. I mean, it's not my call. I mean, I know nobody gives a shit, but I mean, it is what it is. But do you understand well, will, what I'm there saying? There will definitely be 16 next year. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying though is like 16 teams. You could actually there is a way you can formulate to play everybody, but they don't want. They didn't want to do that yet. They're gonna wait to see how it works out in the playoff first before they go to the nine game schedule. Uh they're doing that, and they're also. <clears throat> it's also they're they're they're. There's a lot here. I talked about it this morning. Um, it's. You don't have to get in all the TV stuff. It's, but it, it, part of, a lot of it is the TV thing. A lot of it is 
they're just they didn't do the nine game thing. I think for a couple of reasons. One, the TV people they're playing some hardball with them, and then two, I think because they know that there's no point in investing an absolute ton of time into something that could be obsolete in a year. I agree. All right, but here here is the other thing that bothers me about the conference realignment. It's not the realignment; it's the actions taken by the conferences themselves. A year ago. When Texas, it was SEC media days. Nobody even knew it was coming. Just out of the blue, boom, Texas, Oklahoma jumps to SEC. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Best kept secret in all of football, right? It was really quiet for a long time. Nobody, it wasn't something, it wasn't something cooked up at a barbecue afternoon. It was something that was probably talked about for a long time. People did a good job keeping their mouth shut. Uh, yeah, but, it, you know, it had come up. It had been percolating for a while. I mean, I know I was one of the people. There were lots of people who said Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is inevitable. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know it was coming last summer. Right. But, but yeah. In the in the same way that once that happened, you knew that you knew that USC and somebody, whether it was USC and Arizona State or USC and Arizona or USC and ultimately UCLA, you knew that USC and somebody were going to jump. They were leaving the Pac-12. It was over. So my exactly. So here's my problem. If you knew that. And you're sitting here on a podcast talking about it. The Pac-12 or the ACC a year ago knew, man, once Texas, Texas and Oklahoma jump, man, things are going to start happening. Mm-hmm. And so instead of being proactive and going after it and, and for survival purposes, they're being reactive. All right? Big 12, they said, man, we just lost Texas and Oklahoma. Dude, we're going to go add Houston, UCF. They just start adding. They start adding. We're going to go be proactive and start adding. Oh, we're going to go get Colorado. We're now we're going to make plans to go get people. While the Pac-12 and ACC have sat on their collective asses and not done anything. And you got the ACC over here that's about to lose Florida State probably going to lose Clemson, they're going to lose, I mean Virginia's in talks, North Carolina's in talks. Of those four teams, somebody's not going to be there very long. Is that fair to say? 1 million percent. Okay. You feel good about that. So here's my point. While they're sitting on their ass, UCF packs up and goes to the Big 12. UCF is a huge university going to a Power 5 school in your footprint that you just let walk out the door. They could have got them, added them to the ACC. They could have. They could have added South Florida. They couldn't add anyone to the ACC without reopening the, the grant of rights. And if you reopened the grant of rights, those teams you just talked about were going to race out the door because they weren't going to have to even think about the penalty. Well, they weren't going to think about it anyway. Well, they're not. not I mean, uh, well, they. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but the ACC's hope was that the the environment would stabilize enough so that those teams would hang on a little longer, and they would make this grant of rights threat legitimate enough to scare them into staying a little longer and a little longer and a little longer. But once it got volatile. They knew they were in trouble, but their problem is the way that the I don't the way that the contract works is if they reopen to let somebody in, others can get out without penalty. Well, that's stupid on their part. And if they open it up, people are bolting. I mean, bolting out of that league because because of money, because of the disparity in money. The Big Ten schools, the SEC schools, what they're going to come. To, bring home annually in TV revenue is well over double what the ACC oh, yeah. is going Absolutely. to Absolutely. And if you do that exponentially over 10 years or 13 years, it's, it's 
Look, everybody's on the Florida State president yesterday. He didn't tell a lie. No, I'm not. He was right. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's not acceptable if you're them. But that's my if point. if you have options. But that's my point. And right? they obviously at this point, for him to talk the way that he talked, they've at least got an option. Yeah. And they're gonna take it. But it seems like to me, going back to what I was talking about though, is ACC chose a slow death instead of taking a chance to survive. Like they're not gonna be I mean, like, if if those teams bolt, what's next? They're going to have to open it up. They can't just keep dwindling teams. No, right? they'll they'll have to open it up. They'll have to either do some sort of a weird um, coalition with right. what's left of the pack. Four. I mean, I don't. Even, I don't, I don't even, who's going to be left in the pack? It's Washington State and Oregon State. I mean, that's if if Wetzel, I don't, I don't. if Wetzel's story is is right. And I'm not saying it is. Or what did he is say? It, I, I missed. Wetzel it. said that that the. The Big Ten is, is is contemplating or in discussions to add Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford. So the Big 12 is going to add Arizona, Arizona State, and I would assume Utah. I agree. So what's left, the of, part, what's left of the Pac-12 could merge with the Mountain West, and maybe you join with what's left of the ACC when their guys – I don't know. I mean, look, here's the thing. If you're in the Big Ten – and you're in the SEC, you're gold. And right now, if you're in the Big Twelve, you're okay. You're not. You're not. You're not power two. But you're okay. Everybody else, except with the exception of Notre Dame, scrambling. And that's why you see this. It's not panic. I've used it's a bad analogy, but it's the only one that I'm smart enough to come up with. It's the reason that I'm not working for some big company, and instead I'm sitting here. Doing a podcast with you. With me, thanks. Love you. Kidding. Uh, it's musical chairs. Remember when you were kids? Yes. You played musical chairs, and the music had been going for a minute. And the longer it went, the more you started thinking to yourself, they're going to stop this music in just a second. I, I got to get a chair. Remember that? When they just started the music, you're like, hey, we can walk for a minute because they're probably going to play the music for a few minutes, for a few seconds here. And then the music played for 30 seconds. 40 seconds, and you get antsy because they're going to stop that music, and it's going to be a wild scramble for chairs, and you look up, and you're like, I'm not in a great spot. I'm not in a great spot, and all of a sudden, you kind of start cheating towards the inside of the circle or to block somebody's access to a chair. That's where we are. It's been going a minute. Yeah. And North Big 12 Ca- jumped on their chair quick. North Carolina and Duke and, and Virginia and Miami – and Florida State, Virginia Tech, they're all going. They're watching like the teacher over there controlling the record player. For you young people, that, that used to be a record that went and you, to, you lift it up and the music would stop. I'm not that freaking Well, that's what they're watching. Young. They're watching going, what's she doing? Oh, she's about to do it. And, and they're, they're just getting antsy. And it's, there's no chance that they wait. Till twenty thirty four or whatever zero. Uh, I'm so though I'm ready for August fifteenth to be over here so people can start talking about something else. It's driving me nuts. All right, Neil. Um, I know you've probably paid attention to this, or you probably saw it yesterday. So a lot of details are starting to come out about this Iowa and Iowa State uh, sport, yeah. sports gambling yeah. I'm, investigation. Just for the record, I'm very disappointed in the Hawkeyes because that's not who we are. 
So the kicker for Iowa, they the the quarterback uh got busted. You know, his name came out. I guess he was I don't know if he's a, I don't he wasn't a starter. He wasn't a starter. But the kicker for Iowa and if you couldn't be the starting quarterback at Iowa, I mean, I don't blame you for betting because you're not playing in the NFL anytime soon. How about this? This was the this was I almost chuckled a little bit, but I shouldn't. The kicker, I think it was the kicker for Iowa, placed a wager on the under of the Iowa Iowa State game last year. Remember when we were yeah. joking about how low it was? Yeah, he placed a wager the on Sci-Hawk the under. Game. Yeah. Um, look, I I want to bring this up. There's there is seems to be some confusion about. Everybody's like, oh, I can't believe they did this and that and all this stuff. So let me explain. This is real simple. This is not difficult to understand. The NCAA has very unique um, very unique betting rules, okay? Whether you're a player, coach, staff member, athletic department, it doesn't matter. You cannot wager, okay, on any sport, professional or otherwise, that has the NCAA has a championship in. So if the NCAA has a sport in that, you cannot wager. So you can't bet on Major League Baseball. You can't bet on the NBA. You can't bet on pro football. Professional like, water skiing. Whatever you have, you can't. But but you could bet on UFC. You know, you could bet on boxing. Mm-hmm. You could you could bet on, you know, horse racing. You can bet on – there's so many things that are on those apps that you can bet on. Sure. You just can't bet on NCAA sports that – bet on any sport that the NCAA has. And – Kids will work the system. Every rule that you've ever had in the NCAA, kids are going to try to work the system. That's what they do. They do it everything they want to do. Well, now the problem is it's not it's not wagering on games. It's the apps and them having access to the apps. They think that they can they can come up with some kind of way to be cloak and dagger with these apps and to make wagers. Um, you know the the you can't go to. Uh, they're scared to go to the casinos and place wagers because all the cameras and everything else, they think they can get away with it through the apps. And so the apps are the problem uh, when it comes to all these sports betting and everything that's going on. But here it's just weird, man. And then you got the NFL and uh, my man, Clay Karcher was telling me this, I guess it was yesterday. How about this in the NFL? So, you know, you can't wager um, inside the facility, right? That's a, that's a big rule. Right. All right. How about how crazy is this? You could be, let's say, let me find, let me think, well, all right, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. All right? So let's say you play quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. And you want to go place a wager on Alabama to beat uh, Auburn by minus, minus six. You want to take Alabama to cover. Okay. All right? On Friday, on Saturday afternoon when you get done with work, you get done at your walkthrough, mm-hmm. you can take your happy ass down to the casino and place a wager, uh, you know, a $1,000 wager on Alabama to cover to beat Auburn. Okay. Be perfectly legal. Of course. I can go to Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace, MGM. Wherever, you, wherever you wanted to. Yep. However, let's say you were the New England Patriots and you flew in on Saturday and you're staying at the hotel. You can't get in an Uber and go and go down to the same exact casino and place the bet at all. Now it's illegal because once you're on a on a work trip, it's illegal. Because as soon as you left the as soon as you left on the plane in New England, you're now considered to be part of the facility or be a part of the work trip. You're on a work trip. Okay. So two guys can place a wager on the exact same thing at the exact same time. One be one get banned from the NFL, one not. So the moral of the story is play for the Raiders. The moral of the story is play for the Raiders, right? But here, but here's the serious the serious part of it is this is nothing new. 
players know the rules. And to say people don't educate, to say Campbell didn't educate, okay, or to say the Iowa coaches doesn't don't, don't educate the kids, that, that's not true. It gets shoved down your throat. Every single March Madness, you get an email, you get emails, you get speeches, you get people coming and remind you 45 times a year to don't bet on sports because that is one thing that they will bust your ass over. Yep. All right? And as a coach, you know how much fun I have now betting on games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Never even thought about it. There's two things, two rules that I, I did not play with when I coached. All right? Two rules that I did not even think about playing with. I never got behind a vehicle if I had one sip of alcohol. Not one sip. If I literally had one sip of alcohol, I never got behind the wheel of a car because if I got pulled over and even had a question if I was going if I was drunk or had a D or had, was over the limit, I lost my job and a career. That's a no-brainer. So I never even that's one thing I've never I never did. One sip. I mean, you saw when we had our I'm still like that. When we had our Deal over here, I, I don't play with that. I always have somebody drive me, all right? Um, and number two is you don't bet on sports right. because they will bust your ass. That's one of the two things. So the moral of the story is, is don't be a dumbass. I mean, that's the moral of the story is we're sitting here going, oh, it's, it's again, it's, a, it's the society we live in, right? It's, oh, it's, it's the app's fault. It's the coach's fault for not education. No, it's the kid's fault for being a dumbass. It's sooner or later the people in this country that screw up have to take accountability for what they're doing. It drives me nuts. I don't understand why we do this. But um, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And it's not on the coaches. It's not on the administration. It's not on anybody at the university. It's not on the apps. Um, it's They know the rules. They broke the rules. I mean, period. And they get shoved down your throat. So it's not like you don't know. Um, so... You know, it's kind of like if you get a speeding ticket and you're going 95, I guarantee you, you knew the speed limit was 75 or 70 or wherever you live. All right? You got anything else on that? You feel how you feel about your Iowa Hawkeyes? <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're going to be better. They're going to go 8-4 again. That's yeah. what they do. All right. I'll, the, I'll, watch, I'll watch my share of Big Ten football again. All right. Last thing I got before you, I get you riled up. I, don't, I got my thing. I'm going to get you riled up. It's not on the list. I did that on purpose. Last thing I got before I get you right up, uh, our one-minute segment on things that Neil does not care about. Okay. We're going to start. We need to get this thing sponsored, the one-minute things that you don't care about. That would that'd be good. Um, one is Justin Thomas is playing in the Wyndham Championship this weekend. Really had a rough year. I like the guy. He's a fiery competitor, and he has just hit the skids in his golf game. He has to basically – win almost to get in the FedEx Cup playoffs. This guy was number one in the world like a year ago. And he has fallen to where he he's probably not gonna make the FedEx he's not gonna be the top seventy to make wow. the and it's just mental, man. I mean he'll go out and throw a sixty two in one day and an eighty two the next. I mean he's it's sad to see a guy struggle because he's a I mean I love the guy's a competitor. I mean he's always been the mentally tough guy and he just he's struggling mentally playing the game but uh I think he shot even part today. He's you know he's got to do well. Um, and then the last thing on the things that Neil doesn't care about that I'm really upset about UFC fight night is in Nashville, national TV, it's going to be Saturday, Saturday night. So okay. if you are in the Nashville area, which we have a ton of people that listen to us, lots, lots and lots of people that listen to us in that area. We do really well in Nashville. Do yourself a favor and go to the UFC fight in Bridgestone arena on Saturday night. I'm, t- I'm, so upset that I can't go. Why are you not going? Uh, my son's got something I got to take him to. Okay. 
um, that I can't get out of. All right. Um, and he was who I want to go with anyway. That's my he's my tag team partner on UFC. And uh, but he's got something he's got to do. Okay. Um, the best sporting event I have ever witnessed in my life is going to a UFC fight in Dallas. In Dallas, yeah. UFC fights, period, are just freaking. It's awesome, man. It's like you've got it's just high energy juice the whole time. Like you're you're exhausted when you leave. Will Rogan be there? Uh, I don't know. He does. He does. Uh, he usually doesn't do the fight nights. He does pay per views. Oh, okay. So this is on TV. You, hell, you can watch it, Neil. All right. Uh, Jessica Andrade, I think, is uh, she's the co-main, and uh, she's a good female fighter. But they got they got the upper echelon ranked fighters in there. But it's just it's gonna be uh, if you're in that area, do yourself a favor and go. I think it's already sold out. You'll have to get them on the secondary market. It's been sold out for three or four weeks. So it's obviously a huge sport. I mean, it's really growing. I gotta get you to a fight. This is one I would I could have got you to, and then I got something to do. I guarantee you I could have got you to. And I just, gosh dang it, I got something I got to do. It really is upsetting that I went all my – I've got on a plane to go watch one, and I can, can't get in the car and go watch one. It's killing me. But anyway, all right, you might get your route up? Sure. Your Chicago Cubs are hosting my Atlanta Braves this weekend. Yes. And then Friday still night – Still got to play. Still got to play Cincinnati first one more time. But Friday night. Fresh off the DL, my man Max Freed is coming back to pitch against the Cubs on Friday. Oh, great. That's awesome. So, yay. He's making his debut. Um, How long has he been out? Since I think he had five starts before he got hurt. So, a while. Maybe. He'll be on a pitch count. I'm sure. He's been in the, he's been throwing pretty good. I mean, he's been, they've extended him a little bit, stretched him out a little bit in the minors. But he's been down there for a little bit pitching. So, I don't know. We'll see. My hope for the Cubs is that they uh, win tonight. And then just get one against the Braves. Just find one. Somehow, some way, one game. They'll do that. The Cubs are playing good. Cubs are playing great. That's the Cubs one. are uh try to think, going back to the St. Louis series, they've won. I guess it goes back to the national series. They took two out of three from the national. They took three out of four from the Cardinals. Swept the White Sox, took three out of four from the Cardinals, and now they've taken two of three from Cincinnati. Yeah. And it's a Friday afternoon game, by the way. All the games this weekend are afternoon games. Really? Yeah. Friday afternoon? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, some ordinances in Chicago about uh, weekend night games. They they don't they've, I can only remember like one Friday night game that they've Why played. Why can't you play at night in Chicago? It's Well, have you ever been to Wrigley? <laughs> no. Okay, Wrigley's in the middle of a neighborhood. And that neighborhood is, uh, it's 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 it's. They pretty, complain about the lights. It's not the lights. It's the uh, it's the noise. It's the people parking on the street. It's uh, just kind of chaotic after after games at Wrigley when all the people are, are spilling out to get to the L. Yep. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the people go straight to the bars, like on Clark and stuff, and then a lot of people congregate to get to the L, and it's just it's a little chaotic in that. 30 minutes to an hour after a Cubs game. And they don't want that at nighttime in that neighborhood. When I coached at St. Paul's. On, know, a, on a weekend. When I coached at St. Paul's, it's in the middle of Spring Hill. Mm-hmm. And when the time changed and it starts getting dark at 4.30 in the afternoon in Mobile, you have to turn the lights on to practice. Yeah. Never failed. Got at least 10 light complaints. In, really? In, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, at least 10 night complaints. Well, and that's the that's the part of Mobile that has a little uh, bit of money right hello, there. Hello, so excuse me. I was what I was trying to do was I was enjoying my old fashioned on the on the back porch. This is my son Cooper. <laughs> Not Cooper. Couple. He had the he had a bow tie on. I was the, the, it kind of, you know, jacked me up. But we had that. Well, would you like a gin and tonic? <laughs> <laughs> We'd like for you to turn your lights off, please. It's, it's disconcerting. It's taking away from the ambiance here at the club in Mobile. Yeah. Would you like to join me at the club? <laughs> yeah, so we, we, got, uh, we got our eyes drilled out about that one. Um, you know what else? I was thinking about this today before we get out of here. A lot of heat problems with uh, athletes and things. A lot more now than there used to be. Yeah. And the number one reason, and I was just talking about you with running a minute ago, the number one reason that you're having heat problems in high school sports and heat problems in college on game days and things like that is you're not conditioning yourself. This is a problem now. Yeah. It, it legitimately is a problem. You're not conditioning yourself. I'm talking about like a coaches aren't conditioning their teams to go through those conditions. And so they're running and they spend all summer running early in the morning or they are running late at night. Okay. Right. And then they're, and then they wonder why they practice at two 30 in the afternoon while they're falling out. You know, if you're a, if I was a high school coach, I mean, I told you this, like for me, the last few weeks I've been running super early. Yeah. And like Laura sets the alarm for five 30 and she goes walks. And I'm six six oh five getting out the door to run, and it's okay. I mean, you get hot, but on Sunday, it rained five o'clock, six o'clock, and like an idiot, I should have just gone out and ran in the rain. That would have been much more pleasant. But I was—you've been in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. There's some areas where it's like there's almost like on the sidewalks is like almost algae. Yeah. A little bit. And when it's wet, it's real slippery. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, I don't want to risk falling because I've slipped oh, a asshole. couple of times. And so, no, well, I waited till it kind of dried up a little bit. I ended, up, I ended up not starting my run until about 930 in the morning. And so when I finished, it was like 10. The run I was going to do was 65 minutes. Which I've been doing that run for weeks. So running 65 minutes was not the issue. But I was 55, 54, 55, 56 minutes in. And that difference in heat between 10.30 in the morning and 7 in the morning oh, yeah. was palpable. I mean, and it, it, it scared me. I told you this. I mean, I, 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 it hit, I was, kept thinking to myself, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. And then I quickly kind of realized you're not okay. I mean, you the chills hit a little bit, kind of got nauseous. And luckily there was a neighbor outside who was like watering plants and stuff. And I was like, hey, can I please borrow your hose? Yeah. But you got like, I'm, I'm a big, I've always been a big believer that if, you, if you're like, if you're a morning practice team, like I, that was my only concern about being a morning practice team going through it. Now, if you're the Big Ten, if I was in the Big Ten and 99.9% .9 of my games were 11 a.m., cool, I'm with you. Yeah. Let's practice in the morning. Right. And in the early part of the year, it doesn't matter, right? Because you're practicing 11 a.m., you're good. And, and But if you're a, like if, if you're playing at 
at 2.30 in the afternoon, the first four games of the year, you better go through camp practicing outside. you got to condition yourself. You can't just go inside all, all camp and then go out there in 110-degree heat index and go knock them out, kiddo. No, of course not. It, it, affects, it affects people. Um, so what do you do? Like, uh, like I'll give you an example. I was thinking about this this morning. Is, what would you do? Slowly acclimate to the heat? I would spend, if it was me, I would spend the early part of camp killing them. And what I mean by early part of camp is you're, you know, now school, high school kids start, hell, they started today. But in college, I would spend the early part of camp when you don't have classes. Man, I'm, I'm freaking, we're going at two, th- we're, we're going to get you accustomed to the heat early. Okay. And then the game can you week. Get, can you get the work in though like that? Because yeah, they're going to start dropping. It. They'll get used to it. Okay. They don't, that's the thing is you'll drop early everywhere I've been. You have kids who you know are heat problems. It doesn't matter if it's 74 degrees outside or if it's 94 degrees. The same kids are going to struggle. Yeah. Okay? Um, especially if you got a sickle cell kid, you always got to keep an eye on them no matter what. Like you, if you have a, um, a kid that has sickle cell, first of all, you have to have training, know what's to recognize the signs. But to me, it was really easy. I, I've had – I probably coached four or five of them over the years. I would know and, and stretch if they were having like a – it's almost like asthma. They just have days sometimes that they just – they're tired before they even get started kind of deal. So you would have to protect them. But with heat kids, that they're going to have problems anyway, and you protect them, but everybody else is fine, but you have to condition because once you get it in the game, it's too late. Yeah. Like when we played uh, – I don't know if it was my first year or my second year at Alabama, uh, but we played Texas A&M at like a 2.30 CBS game, like week three. Uh, we had a bye week off. We had We played a game – had a bye week before the, the, our second game, third week of the season. We were playing – it was a 2.30 CBS game. So, SEC was worried you guys might lose, and so they're giving you a bye week to get – I think – tell you, what, you I think it was my first – yeah, I think it was my first – you're probably right. It was the SEC in collaboration because they hate everybody else but but Alabama. Yeah. So, and was this so, a Manziel's year? Yes. So, I think so they, were they lost the year before. They to, were concerned. They beat Alabama. They were concerned you could lose. They had to make sure they had the right referee crew and Yes, stuff. they had the right crew. They all had to graduate from Alabama or be residing in Birmingham area. Right. Um, Preferably in businesses that required sales. Yes, and were in business with Alabama, the University of Alabama. <laughs> right. Um, and pr- I think two of them owned a Mercedes dealership that eventually partnered with Nick Saban. Stands to reason. Yeah, so I think that's the case, right? <laughs> they only threw flags against Texas A&M, too. We had no penalties that game, and uh, Texas A&M had 27. Holding. So, uh, uh, all holding uh, calls holding. after touchdowns. Gotcha. Like the guy crossed the end zone, and then they, <laughs> and then then they, they threw, threw then they threw the flag because right. it was a conspiracy. Had he not scored, they wouldn't have called yeah, it. had nothing to do with they were that, you know, it was a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> we just got canceled. All right, so <laughs> – so, but but anyway, long story short is we practiced every day at two thirty outside. We did not go inside at all, and Nick was always really good about hey, we'll go inside, protect our legs and all that stuff. Not them two weeks. It was hot. We did not go inside until Friday. We were outside the whole time to condition to the heat. And we did not have any heat problems that game. I think it's uh, I think it had something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, Ole Miss practiced, and they. What time are they practicing? I mean, it's a morning practice, but they don't start outside until it's 10. Oh, they're good. As long as you and, get done and, around. And they go till noon-ish. Yeah. Ish. Um, and they – it was interesting. It was the same thing. Um, a couple of guys. Um, Aiden Williams was one of them. The freshman wide receiver is really talented. A uh, couple of guys kind of all of a sudden at the end of practice – cramped i mean locked up you yeah. know and they just 
Well, a lot of that when you have, but it was it was that deal where it, it's it's, a, and they do it. I mean, I give him credit, uh, a lot of credit for it. They like everybody, I'm sure, but they, they have a halftime at practice, yeah, where they get underneath the the tents and mm-hmm. they have the fans blowing and they have you know water and Gatorade and the frozen stuff and fruit and. Obviously, everything's designed on rehydrating, 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 because you're going to have a halftime, and then you come back out, and they don't kind of gradually go back into it. They come back out and go. Yeah. And so, uh, but it was very, very late in practice. They probably had a period and a half, two periods left, and they were having, they were starting to have some humidity, heat issues. Most of your issues, when you have... Um when you have cramps and heat issues a lot of times in practice, again, you know who your guys are that have had – that some guys will have issues their whole career. They just – they do. But your number, a lot of your issues are your young guys because they don't know how to eat properly. Like, not cramping and, and not being a heat problem is more than just drinking water. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you what, gotta, you, it's you gotta, what you consumed over the last 24 hours. At, especially at that level. Okay? It's not – and I, go, I will go back to it again. It's not for everybody. You don't have a constitutional right to play the game. You know, you got to be some of its mental toughness. You got to push through. Through. There's been some 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 phantom cramps. You know, to get out of work and things like that. And they don't. Those guys don't make it very long. Um, but you, I think those guys, in my opinion, once they figure it out, like the the receiver was Aiden Williams. You said cramped up. Yeah. Once he figures it out, he'll be fine. Oh yeah. But oh. like he will. Be better the next time. Well, was his, he, he know he knows what he first, did. It was his first college practice. Let's let's be real. His the and anxiety, the adrenaline was too. probably pumping. Anxiety a bit plays at the a part in it. A hundred percent plays a, a part in it. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's it. His didn't happen for lack of effort. He was he he left it all out there on the field that day. He was he, that that kid. That kid's good. Yeah, I saw some video of him. I told you this before we started. Mm-hmm. I saw some video of him. I don't know. You may have took it. I don't know. Um, but I saw some video of him uh, running. I've watched all kinds of camp videos this week. I don't know how to describe this. I call it the gate. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. G-A-I-T, I gate. G-A-I-T, gate. Not right. G-A-T-E, gate. As the, as the way they run. Right. Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Um, well, not maybe. I know I'm weird on some things. I can look at the way a kid runs, and I can't describe it to you, and I can tell you if that guy is going to be really good or not or, or is athletically talented. He's got the gate. Yeah, he's, 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 he's really good. I don't – I'm never I, – I, this is – Of all the guys I watched, Neil, he was the one. And then when I told you this, I don't know – I can't tell you for anybody asked me. I don't know who the other ones were that I watched on video. Right. He was the only one I saw that had the gate. Yeah, he stood out. Um, yeah, I don't. I've told you this many times because you'll you used to come up to me and go, "What do you think about so and so?" I'm like, Dude, I don't know, football player. <laughs> but there's there's a handful of guys that like really jump out when you see them the first time, and he was one. Yeah, he's got it. He'll be a good player. All right, we will uh, we'll leave it there. We'll come back on uh, Monday. Get even closer to the start of the season. We still got to figure out what my punishment's going to be when I lose the uh, the betting competition. I had we had some good uh, nominees. There were some. Uh, I have one that was not discussed that somebody brought up at the office. Okay. The loser 
has to enter into the U.S. Open qualifiers and has to go try to qualify for the the Open U.S. Open. Can you imagine? <laughs> yes, I Come can. Come on. <laughs> you have to play 18 holes, play it down, and your poor playing partner. He's probably pretty pissed. I mean, that guy would be so pissed off. We can put in a fake handicap. I know a guy at the country club. We can get you a handicap to get you in. Or I can get it. We can all get it. Well, then the guy's going to kill me. Huh? I mean, I'm going to shoot a 170. I know. We'll just tell him to tee you off by yourself. Then I won't be able to find the ball. <laughs> I mean, I'll be out there till. I'll caddy for you. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> if you, so that was one. You won't do the any eating, right? Is that what you said? One of them mentioned the Waffle House. Twenty four hours, you get you get an oh, hour off if you eat a waffle. God. Somebody mentioned that. Somebody mentioned the ACT. No, I'm not, I'm not taking times. the ACT again. I've done that. Um, instead of in, instead of being dumped over the head of mayonnaise, it was uh, like a 55-gallon drum full of mayonnaise, like a mayonnaise bath. The whole Waffle House thing is, that's doable. We could talk about that. That would be brutal for me. But <laughs> Dwight said one fantasy loser had to fly seven flights around the world consecutively. That would oh, be, my God. Like, how long does that take? That's, um, I mean, to fly around the world is a full day, right? At least. I mean, the funny one that Ryan Brown and them did was you had to do plane, train, bus. So you go to the airport. You don't know where you're going. You don't find out where you're going until you get to the airport to check in. You open an envelope. You find out where you're going. And once you get to that place, to get back, you have to incorporate train, plane, and bus. To get home. That was funny. And ended up being harder than. Where did they go? Or where did they start at? Flew them out to some place in. Uh, in in uh, Kansas. Austin with a super chat said if Neil loses. He has a live stream react to watch the tw- 2003 Marlins Cub game six. Well see I'm over that game now. Because they won. And I've justified it in my head by. The one of the cool things about the Cubs winning in 2016 was my kids were old enough to share it with me, and Carson went with me to Game Three in Chicago, and so in my mind, whenever I see the the Game Six stuff happen, now I go, well, I'm kind of glad that happened because had that not happened, 2016 wouldn't have been as special. Blah blah blah. I, I know I'm kind of lying to myself, but I can now watch that game somewhat analytically. Took a long time. It didn't take me 13 years, right? About 13 years. <laughs> right around. Exactly 13 years. Yeah, I mean, a <laughs> little over 13 years. 13, 13 years in about a week. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it took. That yeah. game, that's the worst. Yeah, the guys that are saying wear the Trump shirts or to... You just might get hurt. You're, like, you're asking to get hurt. I'm being dead serious when I say this. Somebody brought that up. Somebody said, go to even in my office, said, wear a uh, Biden-Harris 2024 shirt and and film yourself, wear a GoPro at the Talladega race. Like, you, that would be – I would worry about you being physically harmed. I would worry about me being physically harmed. There's some crazy people there. Well, there's just crazy people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we've got, we've got some ideas that – you want, you want to see if we can find a really cold bowl game on the day of signing day next year? You want to do that? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the, I want yeah. 
Because this year I, I've got a recruiting guy. It'd be his. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Luker, you've got this on signing day, bud. Go to the go to the Bahamas Bowl. That'd be punishment. <laughs> Brought to you by Popeyes. What is the bowl schedule? Let's, <laughs> let's see what the bowl schedule is this year. Oh, this is going to be great. What is what, what is signing day? What's that? What's it's always the um, – I'll tell you since I look at it. Let me look, I'll look at the calendar. It's always third Wednesday, February. All right, so we got – uh, December. So it's Wednesday the 20th. Is that – That sounds right. Wednesday the 20th is, is signing day. There are no bowls on signing day this year. Uh, the day before, there's the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl in uh, Frisco, Texas. The uh, day after, Thursday the 21st, there's the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And, uh, I wonder if we could get a fishing trip out of that one. FAU. <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, stop. I could bring a list of guys to call. The, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Idaho Bowl is not until December the 23rd this Ooh, year. No, no, I, that, that's, guys, a no, that's a no-go. Miss no you go. guys. That's, fun that's, trip. That's a, that was a fun trip, but that's a no-go. Um, What's the Las Vegas Bowl? <laughs> I'm lo- I was looking for the Vegas Bowl. Um, the Vegas Bowl. When is the Vegas Bowl? There we go. Nope, that's not it. Um, here we go. Vegas Bowl is Saturday, December the 23rd. Hey, what if we dressed the loser up like Santa Claus and you had to go to everywhere where there was, like, just go to a random place? And set up a chair and see how many people would come take a picture of Santa Claus. <laughs> that would be funny. Go like sit up in the middle of Walmart or something, just some random place. The problem with the, those games, like the the Birmingham Bowl, is on September twenty. I mean December twenty third. The the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, same day. Why would you do that? Why would you have a game in Birmingham and Montgomery kicking off at the exact same time, two days before Christmas? Same time. Same time. Both games begin at eleven. A.M. Central Time. Um, I was looking for games like between Christmas and New Year's that might work. That'd be fun. I mean, there's 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 a bunch. Dress you up as Santa Claus, just put you in a square, and see how many people come sit in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> On Faulkner's bench over there. <laughs> How long, how long would it? How long would it take for the police to come go? What's wrong with you? Not long. You'd have to clear it with the police. You'd have you may to have to have the police there. You may have to have the police there because otherwise, I mean, it's a little creepy. Hey, kitty! Put a little bowl of candy outside. Hey, little guy. Hey, no, look, look. no, here's what we'll do. You get you get you a big chair. Get you dressed up like Santa Claus, have your bowl of candy, and then we'll rent a white van with no windows and park it right next. You'll be sitting right next to there with the back door open nope. with, a, with a roll of duct tape in your lap. That's a good, that's a good way to get shot. No, no. No, no. The loser has to live in Mobile for a month from the Mobile Bowl to the Senior Bowl. No. No. Uh, love Mobile, but I'm not I doing mean, that. I like it, but not that much. Dress up as Santa Claus at an obesity camp. <laughs> Mean. Golly, coming in hard today. Uh-huh. All right, if you got if you got ideas, hit us up uh, social media. Um, the DMs, by the way, are open on social media. So if you got any ideas, hit us up on social media at McCready and Siski Show, and uh, we'll get one of these set up here before too long. Yep.
All right, for uh, Tyler, I'm Neil. Talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks for being in the stream. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for hitting the like button and all of those things. We'll talk to you on Monday. Take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.